All right, here we go. We have another edition of Inside Fitness Radio. With today's guest is Dan Kennedy. Dan is uh, from SupplementSource.ca. Dan, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast. Hey, Terry. How are you? Good, good. This is uh, one of my first Zoom uh, podcasts here. I did one with Mark Megna a couple weeks ago, and he did it on his iPhone. It worked out pretty well, and I appreciate you making the time and, and uh, kind of working with me on this. No, no, no. It's great to be here. Yeah, perfect. So uh, Dan has uh, been in the supplement industry, and he is now the uh, CEO and co-owner of SupplementSource.ca. Um, and before we get into all that, Dan, I kind of wanted to start off like I do with most podcasts. Where did you come from? You know, where what what's your affiliation to everything? Where did you, where were you born? and Where did you grow up? Well, I was a base brat, so my father was in the military, and we just moved all around. What did your father do in the military? Uh, radar technician, and then he retired later. He was working mostly uh, refrigeration and stuff like that. He wanted a job, basically, that when he retired, you know, he had something to fall back on, and it, it, tr- it treated him well. So, Very and then nice. of course, you know, once once a base brat, you're kind of you're in that situation. So I, I joined the military right out of high school. So where did you go to high school, or was it like a lot of different high schools? Oh my God, no, 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 no. A little town out in Saskatchewan, Marengo. And my graduating class was 13 people. Oh, wow. Wow, <laughs> wow. That is, yeah, that's, I mean, I grew up in Mississauga. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, <laughs> that's a, yeah, big uh, difference there. Know, I thought it was a small town, but 13 people in your graduating class, that is incredible. Yeah, so, so when did you uh, get into, uh, obviously, lifting weights and to bodybuilding? Like, when did you discover that? Well, uh, what it was is that when I graduated, I think it was in grade nine we had a class trip and it was to go to the beach so you know you're going to be there with your shirt off so of course i had to try to look good so it yeah. was just one of those things where you know, you'd go home and you bench press the bed you do chin-ups in the closet you know all that kind of stuff and then it was just kind of grew from there um yeah. it was pretty basic at that point but i was we were living in saskatchewan at the time mm-hmm. and i came down for a summer to live with my cousin and get a job and basically, uh, he had his own little weight room, and I just worked out like crazy. I loved it. The, the minute I grabbed the weight, I just loved it. Really, it's just one of those things. As soon as you you uh, grab the iron, you it uh, sucks you right in, right? Yeah I, yeah, I was addicted, definitely. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so, what was the first supplements that you took? Do you remember what you bought and and when? Uh, yeah. Uh, the first stuff I took, I, my brother went away on a trip when I was in grade twelve. And he grabbed me some, I think it was Inosine. It was this Russian supplement that he grabbed. It was a Joe Weider supplement and he got it for me. And of course, my mom's like, oh my God, that's steroids. And like yeah. steroids weren't even around back then. Like you just could never, you could never get them. And especially for a grade 12 guy, forget it. So I had that and um, I tried a lot of the Weider stuff when I first started. It never really got me. Anywhere. I wonder how much of the market they had back then. They probably oh, had a, it was just crazy. Like they dominated the market. And I think the problem that I had at the time was the problem with a lot of guys. Um, you, you just can't get, you can't seem to get enough calories in to put the weight on because you're so active. Your metabolism is crazy. You're young, you know, so. So um, you started to work out when like you said around high school and yeah, and then all that. And then you joined the military. I did. And uh, how I long? I for uh, 10 years in the air force. Um, mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I actually used to fix electronics on airplanes. Uh, Hercules um, and Boeing's. 
Wow, very interesting. That's quite uh, the career change, eh? Would you ever yeah. have thought you would have been uh, uh, owning a supplement uh, company? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I think what it was is that I'd always loved working out. The supplements, all, you know, that they go hand in hand. Um, but when I was in Kingston doing my basic electronics course, I had seen all the Queen students. And it was just one of those things where I, I wanted to go to university when I seen these Queen students. So yeah. Um, after I left the military, I went to Western and, uh, you know, I got my degree there and then, you know, things just moved, progressed from that point on. So did you ever compete in bodybuilding or? I did. I did. I competed way back in 91. Oh. So 91, 92, 93. So many, many years, years, years ago. What was your uh, first show? How much did you weigh? Uh, I think I weighed, I'm going to say 190. And I got second place. It was Mr. Ottawa. So Larry and okay. uh, Sue Champagne, they were the promoters in Ottawa at the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I look great, you know, for a guy that didn't really know what he was doing. Um, I came in shredded. Um, it was a great experience. I, I really enjoyed it. And of course, the bug, it was there, you know, for sure. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing was um, I had always wanted to do the Kingston show because that was really my first bodybuilding show that I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was close to Belleville where I was living at, you know, at the time. Yeah. Um, but when I was competing, like doing the Ottawa show and stuff like that, they weren't, they didn't have the Kingston show. So it was just one of those things that I'd always wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, like 10 years later, I was able to do it. So. Oh, wow. Incredible. Yeah. Um, so which bodybuilders did you, you know, look up to when you were younger? Who inspired you? Who'd you, who'd you like? <laughs> it's crazy. Cause I used to just, I'd have pictures on my wall of Gasperi. I just love that he was so shredded. You know, it was just one of those things like, I want to be like this guy. And that was, that's my focus, you know, when I do the training with my clients, but also, you know, when I was doing shows, I never really seemed to have, you know, a lot of mass, but, you know, getting shredded, sticking to a diet, you know, buckling down, it was, it was never a problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, I I met Rich in Montreal and he must've been having a bad day because. Oh, really? we did not get along at all. I, it was ruined. I tore all his pictures off the wall and I've never bought no. a product to this day. No way. What, what happened? Would you like, what was it like? Uh, was he I, guest can't remember. I can't remember. I was all starstruck and I don't normally get starstruck or anything like that, but he was just arrogant or something like that. And I was just yeah. like, no, never again. And then, you know, like I said, when he started his supplement company, I've never bought a Gisberry product. Really? Yeah. Uh, no way. That's <laughs> funny. I, I actually just ruined spoke. it. Yeah, I, I spoke to Rich last week. And, uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna get him on the podcast. He, he's he's definitely I got a very interesting um, you know career and, and someone who uh, I mean, if anyone knows you know triumphs and adversities, oh, yeah. you know Rich Gaspari does. And I think you know as a bodybuilder, you know it's funny that that you say that as someone that you that you see when you're younger, they inspire you. I mean, listen, obviously, yeah, he probably had a bad day and all that because I'm sure a lot of people will see the opposite. He was a good guy, but who knows? I mean, I worked with a lot of different bodybuilders and some of them were great. You know, Tom Platts, he was, he was uh, awesome to work with. And there was some other guys who were just assholes yeah. and I didn't really, you know, you know, good for you. You could, you know, I don't care who you are really. It's, it's uh, no big deal. You don't have to be a dick. So um, that's kind of funny. And yeah, it's, it's funny how things work in life where it's like, like I remember Kevin Lavroni was the guy that I looked up to as far as physique wise. I didn't know them because it's only what you read in the magazines back then. It wasn't like you can, you know, you would see a video if it was on TV. If you remember like muscle mania, no. 
they had TV shows on TSN and they had Fitness America, but it was like 30 minutes, you know, maybe a week, I guess, or an hour or whatever at the most. Where nowadays you get so much content so you can like, like Callum or you could like, you know, uh, Chris Bumstead or wherever it is because you like the personality, not even necessarily because of, of uh, you know, what they want. But yeah, I mean, Kevin Lavroni was, was someone uh, I looked up to and I thought, wow, his muscles were like, he was crazy. I mean, he was crazy ripped. And then uh, I met him one of the first times when he wasn't a bodybuilder and he was just like normal. And uh, it was, it was kind of weird. I mean, it was, it was at a bar in Germany actually. And, <laughs> and the bartender, one of the guys was showing a photo of Kevin Lavroni to the bartender going, this is the same guy. And the bartender was like, nah, it looks, you know, it's not the same guy because he had big muscles and I just looked normal. Yeah, no way, God, no but, way. Yeah, I know. I mean, bodybuilding is interesting. Uh, what do you think now with, uh, I mean, we try to tie in some current trends here. So with, uh, you've been to a bunch of, I mean, you didn't obviously, no Arnold this year. Uh, you've been to a bunch of Arnold's, you know, which is, it's crazy now that there's not one, but the Olympia and all that. What, uh, what do you make of, uh, uh, who do you feel has a shot at this? I, I think it's going to be more of the same, you know, like the yeah. guys, I, I like, uh, I like Bumstead, but it, you know, like you just don't know the guys can come in, they can come, they can come off. You know, what do you think just, of the guys nowadays? Like, what do you, um, which physiques do you look at? And, and you say, okay, you know, Gaspar was one of the best ones. And then you got guys who are like, you know, Jay or whatever it is. I mean, different guys have different shapes. So it's whatever's appealing. Who do you, who do you would think now looks good? I, I like it all. I really do. Like, I appreciate what the men's uh, classic body, uh, classic physique is doing, you yeah. know, keeping the, the aesthetics. But I, I still like the freak factor. You know, I really like these guys getting just jacked and ripped. I just, it's just, to me, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tell uh, that, that they're willing to commit and push their bodies to the max. And I think that's what I like about it. You're, you're hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore when you say freak and all that and uh... – it's funny because I spent obviously some time at Muscle Mag. You must have read the magazines back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you were that guy. Did you ever go to the Muscle Mag Star Weekends? Did you ever? I, I did. I did actually. And, oh, uh, no way. you did. Which one did you go to? Oh, I know Bruce Patterson was at one. I, I seen him up there, um, and uh, I can't remember. Like it was a good weekend though. It was pretty good. Probably at the Airport Road. Yes, the Airport Road. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because when I started working there, they had a couple different. Um, had a couple different star weekends and it's funny because i'm laughing because i got costa here he just uh is behind the scenes and we were talking about bruce patterson before we got on on uh on uh zoom here um and we were talking about bodybuilding and i think that's probably why i'm more i don't you know i like to talk about bodybuilding but not really you know i i with the time that we have i certainly want to talk about the business side of it but it is fun to talk to someone who is into and who gets it because I mean, at your age and, and, and at my age being, I, listen, I would not have been into hardcore bodybuilding. I certainly can appreciate the aesthetics. I'm more of a sports guy. I like to look and see a physique and say, well, okay, the guy looks great. You know, when Tiger Woods, I mean, he looked great for a golfer. He changed the game, uh, especially when you had guys like John Daly and all that. Uh, but then you got your fans who like, yeah, you're, you know, the muscle mag days. I know so many of these guys just because we used to have magazines that were like 350 pages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Muscular development was up to 500 pages at one point, And that was where you got pretty much all your content. So 
It's crazy. So um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about life and, and you know when you got into it because you worked your way up the system. You know it didn't sound like you're obviously born into any money or I mean because supplement sources is it the biggest or one of the biggest websites in Canada for uh, sports nutrition? Easily the biggest uh, sports supplement retailer in Canada. You know, You're not a shy guy. That's one thing. I like. Yeah. No. No. Well, I, you know, I could I could be shy about it, or just I'm just honest about it, and I don't think anyone can touch us. You know, I, I think there's a lot of guys that like to pretend, but I see the numbers, and, and I can see the web traffic to the other sites, and it, I just know. Okay, so let's get straight. What makes you different than everyone else? Because online nowadays i've got options we all have options we can obviously go to a lot of different places why do people shop at supplement source what's one of the main things uh, i think we have the best prices pricing yeah yeah like uh, the, the selection there we're, we're slowly growing um, we don't typically jump on a lot of brand new items unless there's a huge demand for it yeah. um, but we would have the blowouts and the discounts and you know that's our focus is giving uh, products to the customers at the best price. Yeah. I mean, obviously uh, when people are familiar with certain brands and they know, and then obviously you built up your, your, your following. Um, so how did supplement source start? How did you get involved? Let's talk to like your, your career um, after it was it, uh, the military. You got yeah, into so after I retired from the military, I went to the university of Western Ontario. It's yeah. Western now. Yeah. Um, I did my four years there. And then I, uh, Right out, of, right out of university, I think probably within the first month, I went and applied to a job at uh, Nutrition Club. So Nutrition Club is, was, was at the time and still are a distributor for sports supplements. Yeah, they had and, some uh, big brands probably back then. What year was this around? 2002. Yeah, 2002 you had, uh, what, back then they probably had metrics maybe? I don't know. They had... oh, I know John, John Messenger, he's the owner of uh, Nutrition <laughs> Nutrition yep. Club. He started with that, but at the time they had Promax bars. Uh, what else did they have? I don't think Promax and they have Ultimate Orange. Was that uh, around? Uh, when I was there. I'm not sure if they had that. He probably had. He's had every brand. I think all the brands they kind of go through the different distributors. You know, like yeah. just a little bit here and then. Oh, we don't like it. We're, we think the grass is greener somewhere else. I know he had EFX at the time, um, yeah. and it was just it, it wasn't a paid job. It was like. Uh, a sales job. So I didn't get a base salary. I didn't get gas. So here I am living in London and I had to travel to Toronto. Basically, I think my territory was Toronto East all the way up to Ottawa. So I did oh, that wow. two hour commute every day, slugged away and I was a 10% commission guy. So whatever you I sold, only, you only made 10% at that time. There was no base. Like that's pretty, uh, that's ballsy. I mean, yeah, well, you know, like, I don't want to say it was really established, but at that time you could sell to GNCs. Like a lot of reps don't go, like reps don't really go into GNCs now that I understand yeah. the way it's changed, but you know, you had your GNC core accounts, but I had to do a lot of, you know, uh, uh, just my feet on the ground. Like I remember, this is before like really people had cell phones to, to, that they could Google on. Like I remember going into phone booths, grabbing the yellow pages and tearing out the health food section taking that home at night and then just, Oh, this is going to be my trip next week and planning it out. Cause you know, that I didn't have any leads. That's how I got my leads. That's crazy. You know, it's funny. I, that's how you had to spend your time when you're off the phone was researching all the people were going to call. I mean, I did some sales calls and they're all like inside and it was literally like two hours after like at five o'clock. Okay. Pull up, 
your phone book or wherever it was. These have databases and stuff, but at least yeah. you'd print it out and you'd circle it and then you had to make sure you made your calls. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's totally different nowadays. I could talk to, I mean, we could talk to customers on Instagram, Facebook messenger, WhatsApp, every digital thing possible, email. Uh, I mean, now look at us, we're able to do, uh, I, I mean, I do love it. The technology is, is great. Uh, it's certainly helping propel the message. Um, I mean, how do you feel about, okay, like Amazon, for example, they're stepping into the space. They're, they're getting, you know, selling more and more supplements from what I see. Uh, how does that work out for you? What do you think? Um, you know, I, I think it's the, op- the for consumers to have a choice. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, what's different about Canada and the States is Amazon is, is definitely behind in Canada than they are in the States. Yeah. Will they ever catch up? That's hard to say. Cause the problem with Amazon in the States is like the wild, wild West. People are selling like crazy. Anyone can sell it. Whereas in Canada, the brands really control. Um, so they don't, it's not a wild West, so they can kind of control their pricing. So things don't get too crazy. So, yeah. you know, like the brands basically have their own Amazon page or, you know, or they all sell directly to Amazon and, and Amazon takes care of it, but the brands take care of all their stuff. So how did you transition? So then you worked at nutrition club, yeah. then you went on to where after that? So uh, I did 10 years with nutrition club, got a little, uh, you know, a little antsy and I thought, Oh, maybe the grass is greener somewhere else. So yeah. I actually got out of the industry completely and I went and I was an orthopedic sales rep. So I was in the OR every day uh, with the doctors doing um, rotator cuff surgeries, ACLs. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bicep fixes, uh, you know, pec tears, all that kind of stuff. I was in there supporting the cases and, uh, you know, uh, it was a good gig. Um, I did that for about three years, but my heart was always in um, supplements. Yeah. Um, I got out and I went to Karma. Um, karma was having some problems at the time and luckily, you know, uh, this little company called supplementsource.ca, I was yeah. their rep and they offered me a job and uh, from there it's just, you know, gangbusters. So then, uh, what happened then with supplement source? Obviously, uh, Daryl and Maggie, uh, started the company or had the company yeah. for many, how many years? It's been, well, I think it started around 95. Daryl was, uh, he was, he's an ex-military guy too. And he was selling out of the back of his car to his military members, you know, like his friends and stuff like that. And then yeah. he just grew it. Um, yeah. There, I remember going up to Ottawa and meeting with him many, many years ago. It was out of his garage and then it went and grew and obviously, and then now obviously you got involved uh, at a different level. So, I mean, you've, you've grown with the company, which is obviously very, very cool. You've seen, uh, I mean, obviously some very substantial growth since you've been with the, with the company. Yeah, he's done, you know, both him and Maggie did an incredible job. You know, they've moved several times just because they're growing, grow, grow. It's all, all that company does is just grow. Um, Yeah. I mean, I can say like just working with you guys over all these years and seeing what you guys are doing here, you're very hands-on, you know, I mean, listen, everyone's gonna have their competitors. They're all going to have, you know, whatever good and bad things. But one thing I see, you know, from where I sit is, yeah, you guys live and breathe this. I mean, when you talk about supplements, and I do think in our industry, there's something to be said about people who have the pedigree, who kind of understand supplements, because I don't care, you know, what kind of masters you have, or you have whatever, a PhD in something, just being acclimated and being used to a certain environment and understanding it, I think is a big plus. Uh, not being, you know, nothing to be said about people who can join the industry. I've certainly worked with some people from uh, different, uh, you know, P&G and big companies and come into supplements and, and do quite well. 
but certainly having a knack for it and, and supplement source. I mean, I feel probably with your product listing. So obviously price is a big thing and I, I think you're going to get people in there, but I mean, for people to come back, they have to have, I mean, variety, obviously, right? You guys, how many products do you guys have listed online? About 3000, 3000. And it's, it's service too. Like, Hey, we take care of our customers. You know, we have a sample yeah. program, you know, we're very, very fast. Our, our goal is to get the product out the same day as it's ordered, you know? So it's, it's, there's a lot of guys working in the back, put it that way, picking and packing um, to get the uh -huh. orders out. And our things right now, it's uh, obviously we're recording this. It's St. Patty's day and uh, this, the province of Ontario, well, this province is now our state of emergency with uh, the COVID-19 virus. Uh, yeah, I mean, some businesses, obviously, they have to shut down restaurants and bars and all that. And uh, how is uh, anything affecting you guys right now? Well, we're just, we're taking the lead of the government right now. You know, if they say everything's got to shut down, yeah. you know, for sure. But, you know, we're monitoring everyone, you know, uh, if we've got any, but we haven't had any issues. Like no one's sick, no yeah. one's got a cough, nothing like that at all. Luckily, you know, knock, knock on wood. Um, but, yeah. you know, like the, you know, what, what, we, we couldn't do it without the staff, put it that way. It'd be very yeah. difficult. Yeah, you have a, definitely a team of workers back there. And uh, I guess what's, what's the biggest sales time? You know, I would like to think being Canadian would be, you know, Boxing Day or Boxing Week or Boxing Month now. But is it like Black Friday? What, when do people go online and buy their supplements? I think Black Friday, Cyber, Cyber Monday is, is top. It's crazy, sure. eh? So yeah. being a Canadian website. People are, are, it's crazy. The, the Black Friday thing is, is taken over. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you would think it'd be boxing day, but that always, that would always confuse me how Canadians would, you know, go out, go and go in debt for Christmas. And then one day later, everything's on sale. Like I, I, I could never figure that one out, but I just went with it. I agree with you. I just went with it. I, I went to go line up at Canadian Tire <laughs> with my brother. I mean, it was bizarre, but whatever cash we got at Christmas, Christmas day, we used the next day and we'd go buy like yeah. a, a disc man or a walk man or something like that. And it's a thing too. These kids understand that shit was expensive. Back then. <laughs> yeah. The computer. It's like you were loaded. Those things were like $4,000. Like you kidding me? Like it was way more expensive for these types of things or even a, a walk man. You really cared about that because that was not a cheap piece of equipment. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember going to the gym with those with in my uh, my fanny pack. You know, a disc oh man. You still have a fanny pack, that. I bet. Hey, Dan, you probably still have one. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> Hardcore. I was just down at uh, Gold's Gym in in Venice. When's the last time you had been there? I've never been. Oh, I know, I know. Wow, you've been to L.A. or no? No, never been to L.A. But if you go to LA, you're going to gold. Oh, for sure. For sure. Easily. Yeah. You know what? I, I was just there. Um, I just walked in and all that and I didn't do a workout this time, but it's got that energy. It certainly has that feel. I mean, you probably seen enough videos and stuff like that, but uh, the, the actual first time I went to gold's gym in Venice, it was uh, probably like 2000, somewhere around there. And uh, it was with Craig Titus. <laughs> Oh, really? Kind oh, of my took God. Me in. Yeah, the first time. And um, it was way more like, obviously, bodybuilders and all that. Now, you'll see uh, fitness guys, maybe. I don't know if Cormier or someone works there or not. But there's, there's definitely, it's got the vibe, but not really the same way as, as it used to be. It used to, yeah. And uh, I wonder now, I mean... There are some gyms here. There's one Pure Muscle Fitness in Burlington, uh, yeah. Dorian owns. Dorian's and, gym, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be uh, the hotspot. 
hot spot for sure. Hardcore guys who are even coming in from the States are going there, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think it's great for, you know, since Muscle Mag, when I worked at Muscle Mag, we had our own gym. It was, it was a pretty big operation. You know, it was uh, probably about 100 people at one point. Wow. And it just had that sense of community. You know what I mean? I, I, I get online. We have a community there. It was kind of cool to have an actual place where people would go and, and work out. Um, how about in your area? What's, what's the gym out there? Where do you go? Um, well, I, I've got a membership to um, uh, the, the standard good life. And I had that mostly um, probably because, you know, when I was working on the road, yeah. if I had to go to a gym, I, you know, my good life pass would get me anywhere. Um, I belong to Mavadi. But I think the one for the younger crowd is uh, Regan's gym, Flexplex. I think that's pretty oh, yeah. popular with the younger, younger crowd. Uh, I don't really go, I go, you know, I have partners now and I try to make it in, but it's certainly not the priority it used to be. Um, but Michelle and I have our own, we call it our Kijiji gym. You know, it's taken us 10 years, but yeah. we have like a complete setup in our basement and our garage. So. so you and the wife uh, are able to uh, get that workout in, especially yeah. nowadays. I mean, you're very lucky because all the gyms are shut down. I know. Well, she's already had uh, two of the girls that she's uh, prepping for shows. They're over tonight training. Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't miss their workout. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's insane. This has never, ever uh, happened. Before. I've never seen yeah, this. In, yeah. Insane is the word for sure. I mean, I, I remember being at Muscle Mag and working for Robert Kennedy and, and uh, it was uh, like a recession hit and, you know, people weren't really, times were kind of tough. And he said that, you know, at a time like that, he goes, people go to fitness, people tend to work out if they're out of jobs, all that. I mean, the gyms were still open back then. Um, but, you know, I think nowadays people are going to get creative. This is what I see is, yeah, we can't, can't go to good life right now. You know, for the next, let's just say the next two to three weeks, no go. What are you going to do to train? I actually had two bodybuilders call me today and ask me if I still have my gym because I want to go work out. <laughs> I said, sorry, guys, just close. Uh, I go, why don't you just go outside, go grab some logs. Like you got to start doing something. So I think you'll get, we'll get creative with, with their training because you're not going to have a choice. You know what I mean? Like that, or obviously start selling home equipment because people will start buying. You know? I would think I've even seen like, I think it was a competitor in the States or they're pumping the, um, the bands and you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, don't miss your workout. We've got bands for sale, grab them from us. So, so what, what are uh, some of the top sellers right now on the website? Uh, well, all max is easily our number one brand. So Isoflex kills it. You know, C4 is also another well-known product. It, it kills it. Um, there's just, there's so many of them, but, you know, definitely all, uh, um, Isoflex easily, easily number Which one. Which flavor? Person. What's the most popular flavor? Chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. yeah. Chocolate, vanilla. It's definitely, uh, yeah. The, the, the go-tos, you know how it is, right? Is there anything new and exciting that you guys have uh, online? Anything uh, currently people should check out? Maybe a product uh, you guys the first ones to grab? Um, there's nothing really ex super, super exciting. Like I think there's categories, like we just picked up uh, mutant gear. Um, okay. I, I think there's a huge potential for EAAs. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't really hit yet in Canada. Um, and I don't really think it's hit so much in the States either, but it, it's certainly, it, it's make, it makes more sense than the BCAAs. Yeah. I think it's taking over more and more yeah, slowly, but surely, but yeah, we just picked up the gear and I think the sales are, are doing fairly well with it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's just not a well-known product yet in Canada, uh, but it will, you know, for sure it's going to take off. So what, what are some of the challenges right now that you have to deal with? 
Um, I just think it's keeping top of mind with the consumer because it's always competition and, and, yeah. and we welcome it because we know we can, we can win the consumer over, but it's yeah. just being top of mind um, and making sure we drive people to our site. And uh, you know, there's always little hiccups every day, but that's probably the big thing is just keeping them engaged and uh, and coming to the site. So if they have like questions stuff like that, are they able to call in or reach, reach out? Like how does this work? We do have an email line that the, they can, you know, give us a quick shout. Obviously we can't give recommendations, but hmm. you know, we can always say, Hey, this is our number one seller, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's like when I go, stuff too. They all want to know what's the best tasting product. So we, we see, here's the quick, and here's the trick. It's like when I go to a restaurant, don't ask the waitress or waiter, what's your favorite, you know, dish. Yeah. What's the most popular dish. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah, because if people didn't like it, they wouldn't buy it, you know. So, but then I had someone recently tell me that everything is great. I'm like, come on, give me one, <laughs> pick one. just pick one. What's the most pie? Everything sells. I'm like, everything's amazing. Sure enough, I picked everything out of pork chops, and it wasn't that good. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, obviously, the experience and once the people, you know, make it easy, uh, Canadian, you know, I mean, it's obviously supporting your own. This is, is something that I think I believe in, obviously go out and buy inside fitness. Right. Um, and I see digital, obviously like we're, we're embracing it more and more. Uh, I love print. I still think there's room for it. Obviously, uh, in the fitness world, we're gravitating more towards sports training. Um, we do put transformations. We put things in there that are, are inspirational. And I think there will always be a place, um, just because of the experience. However, people are getting more comfortable with. And here's the thing, I want this because not for nothing as a business owner, the more digital copies that we, we can sell or get out there and you're getting good value with digital, the, obviously the more we can do and it'll, it'll make up because back in the day it used to be more print. So I, I think, you know, buying habits change. It's just like someone may go to a store, see something and then actually just go buy online, right? Like I'm sure this has happened for sure. This has probably benefited you guys because all Max is, is sold in different places. Maybe you have a good pricing on something, you know, or you have unique things. Do you have anything that that's probably unique maybe from other uh, competitors probably, right? Yeah. There's always so like what, what a lot of guys will do. They'll get like a bonus size. It's kind of unique to the store or Give swag and stuff like that. And shaker cups. Those are, but those yeah, are all good. Those are add ons, but they're, I don't really find they're a super seller. Like they're not something that's going to be the deciding factor. They help a little bit, but not as much as like uh what you would find in a brick and mortar store. I think that that technique works really well when, you know, the consumers, if, and they, they don't know whether they're going to buy it or not. So the, the store owner could say, Hey, if you buy it, I'll give you a free shaker. Then it's like, Oh, okay, I'll take it. But online, I don't really see that as a huge uh, a motivator to, to drive sales. The pricing is that good where someone's yeah. like, I really don't give a shit. Like I always want this product and it's. Well, I think we've seen it like with um, uh, Costco and muscle farm. You know, they, they really went, uh, they only brought one flavor in cookies and cream, which mm. is probably the worst flavor out there in my opinion, not theirs, but cookies and cream in general. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was dirt cheap and every brick and mortar would complain about it. Like, but you're, I'm not, I don't want muscle. I don't want muscle firm because you guys are selling in Costco, yeah. but it's only cookies and cream. Well, okay. I'll bring in maybe some chocolate or vanilla, yeah. but when the price is half price or, you know, like people are going to suck it up and they'll drink the, the rotten tasting stuff you know, if they're getting the, if the price is right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still to be had. I think it, it makes sense because it, it certainly is a crowded category and everyone is, you must have competition left and right, but obviously you guys create something to be number one and, and to obviously dominate the market, which, which is, is fantastic. And 
obviously you had some some changes this uh, last little while. And what's planned for the future? What do you what do you have in mind? What do you want to do? There's a lot that we have kind of like wish list that Daryl and Maggie, you know, they just didn't pull the pin on or so, you know, there's a list of things like we really want to go a lot more hot and heavy with social media. So, you know, we've, we've hired a social media manager. Um, we're working with that and just, just little things like that, that, that I think, like I said, we want to be top of mind with the consumer and you know, like I, I think our reputation speaks for itself. We try to provide the best customer service as possible. Um, and word of mouth too, like, you know, Hey, I just ordered from supplement source. I got these samples. I got it within a day, you know, and then they're telling their gym buddies and it just kind of rolls. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, uh, it's great. You have to get out there a little bit more. Obviously we all do. I mean, uh, it's, you know, eight, eight something at night here. And, uh, after working a long day, you know, these are things that, you know, we, we get a little tired, but we know we we're passionate about what we do and we enjoy what we do. And, Obviously, I, I think uh, Supplement Source, I've seen it grow, you know, and there's nothing better than seeing uh, a business start from nothing and then obviously support, you know, people and the economy and it's all Canadian. It's, it's something that it's put people to work. It's put, you know, uh, uh, money, you know, in people's pockets, which, which you have to appreciate, you know, anyone who can do something and build it and to get to the size, you know, my hat's off to you guys and, and what you're doing. Um, obviously, uh, there's so much more we can get into and, uh, I will be doing some more podcasts where I want to talk more about supplements and I'm going to try and get Rich Gaspari on with you. I think this would be great. I think you guys need to air, you need to have, maybe Rich doesn't even know. I'm like, hey, Rich, did you know, you know, Dan from some sort really, you know, you kind of rubbed him the wrong way in 90, uh, what was it? 95. Yeah, it was way back. Whatever was in Montreal, I remember that plain as day. But you know what? That's, that's going to be my chance for him to send me a bunch of Gasperi product. He's have be- you never run into Rich uh, anywhere? I just try to avoid him. Oh <laughs> my god! Uh, listen, I tell, I'll tell you honestly. I, I don't want to defend Rich, but uh, Rich is is a great guy. He's he's, yeah. he's jokes. Uh, when I do, uh, hopefully he'll watch this. Who knows? Maybe he'll watch this. And hey, you uh, never know, right? You know, but it's funny. It's funny to hear that story. But yeah, I, I want to do some podcasts where I get people uh, and talk about supplements. You know, I, I'm trying to get more into the rhythm of doing these on a regular basis. I'm doing them in clusters, um, but I'm certainly getting better with, you know, trying to get scheduling and all that. And even to get retailers together and, you know, have a conversation about what's going on in the market, what's happening. Um, I am like, you know, trying to get people to set in questions and, and ask and, you know, I appreciate you making the time today to to sit down and, and talk to us. Is there anything else you would uh, like to to mention before we go? Well, I think you have the new product section too in, in Inside Fitness, do you not? Yeah, we do like a product section all the time. Always putting that stuff showcases in. a lot of good products. I think. Uh, well, I watched an interview you did with uh, Jeff. Um, he's got his clean fats product. That was yeah. pretty pretty good. Like that's doing well for us too. So. Yeah. You know what? This is the thing. Like I said, there's a lot of, you know, right now there's Canadian guys. I've had some American guys, whoever's willing to kind of get on, you know, the microphone and talk about stuff and be transparent. People want to know who's behind the brands. Why are they buying from, from these guys? You know, what's the whole deal, you know? And uh, yeah, no, and especially with the Canadian products, I mean, there's so much up here uh, and, and hopefully, yeah, we're, we have, you know, and I gotta get some bodybuilding guys, you know, I'm trying to get Jay Cutler on here. It would be great to get Ronnie and, and I don't actually want to talk about too much bodybuilding. I'll wait for Costa and we can get into the body. Maybe we'll do a podcast now or after this uh, on bodybuilding. Let's talk about the business. You know what I mean? And, and uh, where things came 
and it's great, right? And you combine, obviously you're not in the bodybuilding business, you're in the supplement world, but fitness and all that's kind of tied into it, you know, and, and putting those together, it's fantastic. So. Well, I, I think there is a, a like room, like you were, you had mentioned too earlier, there is a, a, a place in the industry for print. Uh, yeah. I believe it. Like, you know, maybe we can do more in the future too. Cause I know we run our one pager, but you know, I think there's room to put, put more ads in inside fitness. Cause it's a great, really what else else is there out there? Like there's nothing. I'm just glad I got this on video. This is great. <laughs> I got to reloop this. And then like, yeah, I know. And, uh, send it to I'll you. be getting the like, PO oh, tomorrow. You're going to be, who's this guy? You know, I'll redub it. I'll see you can buy a lot of apps. Now I, like I said, I always appreciate the support. You never know. And, and yeah, there's, there's, there's room for everything. You know what I mean? Like, and one thing I will say about the whole print thing, because I do laugh when people say print is dead and all that. It's like, nah. radio did not die when TV yeah. started. It just changed. And even to this day, I said this, uh, I think it was another podcast the other day. I'm like, the fact that radio is still around. I mean, there's satellite, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, but there's a market for it. You know, there, there's certainly, fit, there fills a certain need. So people like to read things or take in their information a certain way. And I do miss some of the stuff, the way it was written. You know what I mean? If you, you could go to the Arnold or to the Olympia and see it, but if you weren't there, or even if you watch on a pod or on a broadcast, to actually have someone's interpretation about it is something to be said. And that's certainly gone. I don't think that's around anywhere. Um, yeah, well, I think print has to evolve a little bit. Like you would certainly know a lot better than I would. Um, but I, I agree hundred percent that we, we need print for sure. Well, it's, it's, I'll tell you the, the thing is like people see it out there, but then you start to get the digital magazine. So it kind of works together. So people do like to go buy it. They have something to, to feel touch. It is a bit of a status symbol as far as what you have on your coffee table. I mean, don't forget that, you know, people do, they like fashion magazines and, and we're here to create ideas. You know what I mean? Like we're here to, here to ideas to entertain people. And so it serves that, that purpose. And then, they they buy it. They, they may keep it. I don't listen. I don't keep a lot of paper around. I I can't. I don't have the room for it. But then I still have all the digital stuff. I even have uh, Muscle Media two thousand on DVD. I Rob. got that. I got yeah. the DVD too. Yeah. I got that. You got this. Oh yeah. Or hardcore. Yeah yeah. Right, then I uh, appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Um, social. What's your Instagram? Oh, that's a good one. Supplement you, source. Uh, supplement source CA. I better look that one up. You don't have your own personal Instagram. Uh, I don't even remember what it is. Wow. Least, all right. Then. Yeah, yeah, I think something that. Like well, that. By the time this thing goes up, we'll have to put one up there. But. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Take care. Eh?